This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine, a podcast where we believe that music is best enjoyed with a drink in your hand. Every week we create original craft cocktails and mocktails to pair with the songs of our favorite artists and invite them into the bar for a toast. So sit back, put up your feet, and enjoy a cold one on us. If you're a fan of the show or maybe just entering the bar for the first time, be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you're listening right now. And if you'd like to buy us around, check out our Patreon at the bottom of the episode description. I'm your host, Anthony, and it's officially spooky season. That's right, it's the first week of October, so it's finally time to take down last year's Christmas decorations and pretend that the cobwebs in your doorway were bought from Spirit Halloween. Not only that, but it's also time for our monthly roundtable, the episode where we break down all of the nonsense of the past 30 days and cross our fingers that the next 30 will be better. But we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I enlisted a couple of people, pumpkin shopping in Birkenstocks and cutoffs, to help me cap off September 2023. And they are... Kaylin, your cocktail artist. Uh, Eric, the resident uh, never nude. There are dozens of us. <laughs> never nude? Like you're always clothed? There are dozens of us. And we work that out. <laughs> Is that a copyright thing? Am I allowed to say that? There are dozens of us? <laughs> it's a reference to a show. Cheaper by the dozen? That's Yes, that's what it's about. That's the one, yes. The Steve absolutely. Martin movie uh, okay. is all about never nudes. But you know, <laughs> we actually have a guest today. Rounding out our panel is a day one fan and longtime friend of the pod. She's a musician who used to front the LA alt-rock band Inkblot and has since started her career as a solo artist. Her first single, Try, is on Bandcamp right now, so pause the podcast and go listen to it. Well, actually, you need her name first. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Madeline May to the pod. Hi, thank you for having me on the show. Finally. Finally. We, yeah, we've been, I mean, like, you've been here since, like, four years ago, bugging us and I bugging mean, us. I have even edited the fucking show for you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last episode, if you heard us saying, Madeline, cut that, that's, that's Madeline. And then, of course, she you left also it. credit me in the episode, I hope. I don't listen to the show, so I don't know. <laughs> but I hope you do at least credit me. <laughs> Wait, we so you've edited it, but you don't actually listen to it when you're editing? Yeah. How does that work? I'm basically half AI. Oh. So it's... it's, it's That's cool. right. Th through my... Uh, on my mother's side, mainly. <laughs> uh, that tracks. I'm, is that, I'm, is that I'm, a... That half, tracks. I'm half Skynet on my... Skynet, <laughs> is, that a, is that a Polish name? Yeah. Skynet. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like four ads. It's know. Austrian, actually. <laughs> well, you know, you we know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like from the Spy Kids movie, the guys that talk backwards. 
Oh, yeah, the thumb thumbs. The oh, thumb thumbs. They were so Loop scary. is a madman. Help us. Save us. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that terrifying. movie was so demented and horrible. I think Thanks. that's what's wrong with our generation is that they made the movie Spy Kids and we all watched it. Did you guys see Spy Kids 2 as well? I, I, saw up that. To, I, I saw up to 3D at least. There's a new Spy Kids movie coming to Netflix next month. Is it yeah. the same cast? They're just yes. older? Yes. Everyone's 30. <laughs> oh, no. Because we all millennials feel like children still we have like a show that we actually need to do and in fact i want to get into the bar asap but to do that you know we didn't brief you on this so i just want to see what you have on your person do you have anything you can show the bouncer he'll take anything do you got change in your pocket maybe like a hair clip what you've got (laughs) you've got your scrunchie oh yeah i um i have this sailor moon themed uh and sailor moon themed phone case there goes my cup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my uh, my my Sailor Moon themed hair scrunchie, which has uh, little bunnies on it, which is a reference to the character Usagi, Sailor Moon. And then I just have straight up Sailor Moon on the back of my phone because I am a gigantic dork and I love it. Do those count as entry into the um Like we said, the, the bouncer accepts anything. He's the, actually a ghost. The only he, thing he, he sounds does- like he needs to be fired then probably. We can't the fire only him. Thing he's he, haunting the fucking bar the only Aww. thing he doesn't accept is bribes that's it he's a man of principles that and he has no use for money that's true yeah he's already paid his toll to the afterlife so he, he paid no his toll to the troll toll to get into the boy's hole yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> well you know here we are what's everyone's song of the month ben and what are you pairing with it I'm I feel like I'm going to cop out here, but my song of September is always September. Love it so much. Earth, Wind, um, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire for sure. Uh, and I'm going to pair sobriety with it because I haven't been drinking very much uh, as oh, of lately. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm going to try not to drink in October, so we'll see how that all goes. When we're in our 30s, that seems to be like the thing. We go out once, we get really hung over, and we're like, that's it, I'm never drinking again. And then we go sober for a month, and then it all happens again. Just another thing, I'm not dumb enough to tell myself that I'm never drinking again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to get served ads for, like, alcohol probiotics, like, that you're supposed to take before you go out. Yep, yep. Anthony, you're at at that age. Yeah, I'm also gonna, I'm starting to get, like, prostate check ads as well, which is weird that they have ads for that. Uh, they it's have ads for all sorts of medical things they shouldn't. Well, it's just a blood want... test now, Anthony. Don't get too excited. Oh, yeah, damn. you don't get a finger up your butt for that Do one Do they anymore. put a finger in my blood? Maybe. Yeah, actually, I it's make those machines. It's a special request. You make the, 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 oh, wow, you do. They put, you put the finger in the blood machines? Yeah, that's what I work on at work. <laughs> well, that that was what, what's her name was working on before she went to prison? Martha Stewart? No, the, uh, the, 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 yes. the, the, the biochem oh, lady. Oh, like, uh, um. What's her uh, name? Female Steve oh, Jobs. Female Steve Jobs, yeah. Yep. Female yep. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Kaylin, Madeline, do you have a song of the month for us? Um, well, I was just going through my uh, Spotify to prepare for that question. Yeah, I've been, uh, one of my favorite bands is Death Cab for Cutie, and I've been re-examining transatlanticism, mm, and yeah. I have been, I forgot how much I love the song Sound of Settling, so I've been really into that one. Judging by Spotify, I put that on uh, quite a bit. I, I, I It just has this nice kind of like Beatles-esque kind of beat and rhythm, which I'm, I'm always been a, a big fan of, and I think the song itself is also very funny it's about literally just like settling and i think that's just a, a fun way to to do a, a a love song which is like i like death caps they always kind of make like the worst things imaginable sound like really nice 
Oh yeah, poetic. like like killing yourself after your um your partner dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just like finding uh, your ID in your glove compartment. Which is <laughs> <laughs> one of their wow. songs. <laughs> I think that's also on Transatlantic. That sounds so basic, but they probably make it so interesting. Oh, it's somehow. emo. You know, I guess. That's so weird to think about that Death Cab is technically emo, but they are. But it's like that Midwest like sadness about just everything. And I'm like, that's such a mood for me. Like I totally feel that. People from the Midwest really are sad about everything because yeah. they're from the Midwest and they have to have casserole more often than anyone else in this country. Oh my God. What's my excuse for being depressed all the time? I, mean, I live in California. Dish. I Sp- Spotify once recommended me like the sad girl playlist. And I'm like, why would you do this? I'm shocked. I've ne- what the fuck? Spotify hates me. I'm like surprised I've never gotten of, that. Like, two girls looking like they're about to like like lesbian like murder suicide each other i'm like how do you know me this well (laughs) it's very (laughs) upsetting and madeline what are you sipping on while you're listening to death cab oh i'm having a beer for sure right (laughs) it's it's death cab i'll probably drink the the ipa just the one that's what you always drink it's i'm a fucking (laughs) remember what you're listening to (laughs) that's right i'm gross i'm a gross uh i i belong in the pacific northwest if anybody in Portland or Washington wants to adopt me. <laughs> probably She's a be. friendly house cat that would love I to be am. adopted. Oh my God. I won't clean at all, um, but you should have me there. I'll be your friendly cat wife. Maid. That does sound like a house cat. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kaylin, what about you? What do you, uh, what was your song of September? So my song of September is Punisher by K-Flay. Ooh. It's so fucking dark and powerful. It's like, I don't know. I feel like, I should be like on a train or on a bike journeying somewhere by myself with this just like thumping. And she creates this like whole mood and it's deep and it makes you feel like everything that you're headed towards is kind of right, but also kind of wrong. (laughs) That feels like September. It's kind of wild. The first time I listened to it, I was just kind of taken aback by the first like it literally starts like thumping at you. And you kind of just start to like vibe with it for a second. And then she comes in with the vocals and you're just like, oh, okay, this is going to take me for a fucking ride right now. And what's uh, what's your drink of choice for this song? Well, I feel like I've been drinking so much White Claw lately because that's just what the friends have been having at their place. But I don't want to drink that with this. I want it to be much more nuanced than that. What about the Topo Chico ranch water? No, that's too, that's a little too Texas for this. No, it needs to be something like a whiskey sour. Not even a whiskey sour. It needs to just be like like a whiskey neat. Mm. That's what I'll say. I like that you're calling me out for drinking an IPA when you have mostly been drinking our generation's Pat's Blue Ribbon, <laughs> which I think is, is amazing. Someone actually offered me a PBR last night. And I looked at her and I was like, no, I don't, I don't love I don't, it. I but it. if I'm not paying for the drinks, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Alcohol is alcohol. I, that's my motto. But the thing is, I've noticed White Claw, I've never felt like buzzed or drunk off of it. No, like, it's I'll drink like water, four of them I and I still feel like, all right, I'm good. Mm. Yeah, me and Drew, um, editor Drew is actually my roommate for people who don't know that. Nepotism. Yeah, but that's how I got on the show. Um, also, I think most of it was like filmed. <laughs> most of the early episodes were filmed in my apartment. But we always joke about with White Claw. It's like, yeah, it's just uh, it just hydrates. <laughs> it's actually yes, good. It's, it's true. Yeah, you need it. it, it you, yeah, you... if you're thirsty, you get a White Claw. Oh, so I guess I'm bringing up the rear with this one. 
Uh, this song that I've been really into in September that is kind of my mood is called We're All Gonna Die by Joy Aladakun and Noah Kahan. I, I love what Noah Kahan's doing right now. Joy, too. But it's like it's very much a fuck it song. And every once in a while, we just need to say, like, fuck it. We're all going to die. And in terms of the sound, it could be one of the best songs that Weezer wrote in the 2010s. We're past their prime at this point, but they're still making like fun music. So the the best way to describe it is kind of like right there. It's uh, kind of like tongue in cheek. It's got like these upbeat but fuzzy guitars and it's like hiding real sincere emotions inside cynicism because like that's what Gen X did. Even mm-hmm. though these these two are millennials, like Aww. through and through, I just want to be like, Kahoon. <laughs> they're Sorry. both doing amazing stuff. Myself. If you want to check them out, like Noah Kahan is having his like big mainstream breakout moment, and Joy, like she's coming up, she's coming up, she's going to be next very soon. And in terms of what to drink with this, I needed a fuck it drink, and I I want to be clear, like I don't drink this. I was just like at a bar the other day, and I saw pumpkin spice rum chata just like sitting up in the bar like it belonged there with like all the other liquor and i'm like what the heck are you doing and i feel I like expect that if you are How shitty was this bar anthony uh, it was it was fine and it's just like it drew my sure? eye i'm like it's it's that time of year again you know what fuck it i didn't drink it but you know if i'm you going should've. if i'm going full fuck it like with this song it's pumpkin spice rum chata time baby anthony and, i gotta and, say you've got your that bottle of topo chico between your legs and you keep stroking it and it's really weird <laughs> calling me out in front of all the listeners yeah like stop look it's my my my, is that what we're calling is for the patreon is that what we're calling his penis for the censors yeah we can't say he's stroking his cock yeah no completely naked we have to say yeah because anthony's sitting there on the on you know he he entered the bar with clothes on and all of a sudden we got inside the bar and he was totally naked yeah he isn't always nude um, which is a variation yeah. on never new. Yeah, it's yeah. that's what it's called. There is no other name for it. It's all. It's, it's only called always new. There is never. Honestly, another I don't name remember him having pants on even before we got in the bar. So that's just. That's because you weren't paying attention. Oh, I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to quickly say that this pumpkin spice uh, rum sounds delicious, and I am so basic. For you, were so, you were so. I would absolutely I try that. You said that to me. I'm like, I kind of want to try it. I'm so. I would not absolutely shot. try that. That sounds kind of dope. <laughs> I don't know. Shocked that you want that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't have it again because I think rum chata has dairy in it, and that would just be a oh, bad time yeah. for everyone mm-hmm. around me. Yeah, I don't, I don't do great with dairy either. I don't know if I'm lactose intolerant, but I'm. I don't do great with it. Yeah, it said something weird about my family once, and we just don't talk anymore. <laughs> As much as I want to continue this conversation, um, our listeners don't have huge commutes, so we're going to get to like the meat of the show. <laughs> September has been quite a month, and I chose like a few stories that happened in music for us to just talk about really quick. And just give me like your hottest take. Like We want just like the steaming hot take for these. Well, I'm going to have to go have a bean burrito first for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not going to make any sense if you take out the previous part, Drew. So now it stays. <laughs> first up, everyone. For the Eric, for it's, the nice. it's so nice to meet you. Anyway, oh so God. the AI boom is happening all around us, whether we like it or not. Spotify, a couple weeks ago, reversed their decision to ban AI music. The CEO, Daniel Eck, said he supported a nuanced approach that allows AI in their library, but disapproves of AI impersonating artists without their consent. So he's speaking like specifically about the song Heart on My Sleeve that 
was completely made by AI that was mimicked by Drake and the Weeknd's voices that like shot up the charts immediately and then was just pulled right down. So what do y'all think of this? Like, do you think there is a place for AI in music creation or do you think it should just be banned outright? Not in the way that you described it. Like if, if there's a song that's literally just like taking someone else's vocals and music and it's all made with it. No, that should be... A, a, if not like illegal, like you should be able to be like, hey, sue that person or something like, no, I think that's despicable. And I do think that's the death of art. But I do think AI as a tool to assist in the creation of art is awesome and great. Like to me, that feels just like a variation on like early synth se uh, sequencer kind of stuff. What is the intro to Bob O'Reilly by The Who, if not like a random assortment of sounds created by a computer? Is that AI or is that something else? I don't know. But I feel like if you're in that sense as a tool to enhance individual creativity, AI is probably fine. But no, most people are using it to make like the ugliest looking trailers I've ever seen in my entire life where everyone's faces looks like the the pig people from Twilight Zone. Oh God. And I just yeah, don't. And then they yeah. have like 18 fingers. Yeah, they have 18 little hot dog hands like in everything <laughs> everywhere. And I... Wait, was that movie made by AI? Are we just finding that out right now? Maybe. Good AI. Well, then I actually support AI if that... <laughs> <laughs> that's if that's the movie. case, then yes. yes I was absolutely. just having this conversation with, I mean, I feel like this conversation keeps coming up about, you know, AI. And I was talking to somebody about their fear of like, you know, technology and how everything's listening to you and technology is taking over. And I made the point of like, remember when in grocery stores, the self checkout thing started and everybody freaked the fuck out that the check stand clerk job was going to become obsolete because of these self checkout stands. But look at where we are now. We still have more checkout stands with human beings working in them than we do self checkout. And the self checkout also still needs a human being working at it. You can't have just a computer working on its own without some oversight, without a human touch to it. And I think that's the same thing with art, you know, you have to have that sort of human creativity because what a computer does is it compiles all of this existing knowledge, all this existing stuff that was in, in fact created by humans originally entered into the online system, if you will. And it searches through that and compiles all of those things together to spit out whatever the fuck you've entered in as its prompt. And I think that no matter what, no matter how far down this line we get, we are always going to need humans to oversee the AI world that is kind of upon us, even for myself, like I've used it for, you know, rewriting things that I already have. I'll have it like a starting point of something I've written and I'll throw that into chat GPT and just be like, rewrite this. And it takes exactly what I wrote and just makes it sound a little bit smarter. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes it works and, and it's successful. And sometimes you get fucking nasty hot dog fingers out of it. <laughs> What's your take on all this, Eric? I think I very much agree with uh, Madeline on her take on that. I think it can be used as a, a very fun tool to kind of create beats and very much your whole point about synthesizers and whatnot. I mean, AI is just like what machine learning, right? Like it's just it takes everything that's already in existence and creates something based off of those patterns. And you mentioned Baba O'Reilly. I kind of I don't know how I never thought about that one being on a synth. But I mean, like I feel love by Donna Summer. Also, yes, like, that's yeah. like that, that's like the epitome notoriously, of it. Yeah. yeah, notoriously known for its use of the Moog synthesizer, right? But like AI will do a similar the, thing. The except the synthesizer you have to... is how they say it. Synthesizer. Synthesizer. <laughs> I was on the synthesizer. <laughs> 
synthesizer. Uh, <laughs> that's not a synthesizer. This is a synthesizer. Alice George Hill, Australian. Oi, I didn't know. Oi, what's all this no, then? Like <laughs> what's all this then? Anyway. Oi, God, summer, I created techno. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Um, but yeah, I think it can be used as a fun and useful tool to create, you know, certain things, like especially in music. But I definitely don't love the fact that there may be a time where I can't tell whether it was a song created by AI or a real person. I don't think we'll ever, like yeah, I don't think we'll ever get to that because AI music sucks. I, I don't know about this, this hit song, I never heard of it. But like, I think most AI songs or just AI anything just is just garbage. Like, I see all of these AI videos like, oh, I told a computer to make a horror trailer and they show it to people. It's like, this looks like uh, it's haunted. You made a haunted computer and it's like awful. It, it doesn't look good. So I think it's going to be like the, the best use of AI is like when um, when Autotune came out, right? People thought Autotune was going to be the end of the industry, but it just became another like artistic tool to add to a growing list of tools that artists and producers can use. And I think we're now at the point that like most people agree that like auto-tune as like an artistic effect, like how T-Pain shared did it is more interesting than people just correcting their voice with auto-tune. Like I feel like yeah. quality will just kind of come out and always win. I mean, I'm kind of optimistic about things like that, but also like AI, it's not smart. It's not a person. It's like a really, really good parrot. And yeah. it's not going to be anything other than at least the AI that they're talking about. They're not talking about Skynet. They're talking about like a really, really well detailed NPC and like an Elder Scrolls game. Like that's the <laughs> yeah. best they can do right now. Yeah. Chat GPT would create its own stuff until it got shot in the knee. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that so much that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think like my take is definitely like the same as everyone's here. Like it's a tool. It's a tool that is used to enhance like what you're already doing. It's a shortcut to like help you get to like the next step of creativity easier. For instance, with this episode, like we're in between copywriters right now. Lily, we love you and we we wish you the best on your journey. But like in researching this episode, like I took a lot of information that I gathered. I had the AI break it down into the digestible pieces so that I can look at it and cr create a script out of it. And that's just what computers have been doing forever. They're just calling it AI because it's like cool, but no, like you've always just entered something into a computer. It's like a search engine. Well, it's we like have a calculator. Our... It is. It's a calculator. It's not. It's because it's like a really smart sounding calculator. People think, oh, it's alive and it's now my boyfriend. Like, no, that's not what's happening. Madeline, no. you do think that sometimes, though. But that specific one is <laughs> I don't. OK, look, I did not want to talk about. My boyfriend, Alan75, uh, Alan, yeah. Alan75, no blazer, is a beautiful <laughs> thinking calculator. Hmm. Um, this next story is regarding football. So if anyone wants to check out, uh, now is the time to do it. They have chosen American the, football, right? Yes, American football. That's and not real football. The performer for the Super Bowl halftime show for next year has been chosen, and it is Usher. And this has actually sparked some discussion about... It's pronounced Usher, actually. Ursher. So Usher has Ursher. been chosen. <laughs> and this has sparked discussions about the NFL's efforts to diversify its performers. So like back in 2019, Jay-Z and Rock Nation partnered with the NFL to address the social issues that like came out of Kaepernick being canned back in 2017. It, it kind of like raised questions about the NFL's commitment to change 
overall. So I guess like my question for y'all is, is this a step forward for diversity and inclusion in football or is the NFL just using high profile artists like Usher, like Rihanna last year to kind of like deflect from its internal issues related to racism? Obviously and bias? they are. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I have continually said there's lots of things on the field that I'd like say end racism. There's there's com- there are commercials that are about diversity and inclusion. And to me, I'm like, none of that means anything until you address as an organization what happened with Colin Kaepernick. Right. Like that's there's nothing to be said. And granted, like, yes, there are steps that can be taken and all these things are impactful. But also you did this really horrendous thing. And now you're just trying to move on as if it didn't happen. Right. Yeah, and just so putting, everyone putting rem- artists of color on the stage doesn't take away a mistake made. And and for everyone who doesn't remember, this is um, back in 2015, Colin Kaepernick started the movement of players kneeling during the national anthem, which uh, angered a lot of people and got him slash not got him canned from the NFL as a, as a quarterback. It was very clearly a targeted attack against him, but they were like, no, 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 his stats just aren't that good. So there you go. Yeah, and there were people that were much worse than him like he could have had us maybe not necessarily back on the 49ers again but like many other teams could have used him and it would have been fine or a step up from what they had but yeah i mean it's just the the other thing that irks me everyone wants to make it about the national anthem whatever like he literally started kneeling because he got advice from a veteran so like all of those excuses don't mean anything there's just more excuses to be racist more or less Right. And people want to make it about his stats, but it's never been about that. So well, and I think the, I issue, think the that... big issue with that that I have is like the idea that even in a setting like that, people aren't allowed to have agency to have their own beliefs to do what they choose to do in a situation where like, you know, like growing up in school, we were all expected to you know, hand over your heart and do the, you know, do the the Pledge of Allegiance, blah, blah, blah. And there were students like in some of my classes who religiously, you know, didn't believe to do that and didn't want to do that. And they were still forced to do it in a lot of those circumstances. Right. And I think even as adults, we in this country, we've made it so much further now and we are different as a society. We are more knowledgeable about things. I mean, God, we have access to so much information out there and we and know so much more that, and too. so much misinformation, but we know more as a whole about the world and about history and about things that go on and about religion. And we can choose for ourselves or we should be able to choose for ourselves what to do in those moments and what we want to show that we believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the NFL still hasn't addressed that. They're just like, oh, look at all these pretty lights. Like, I think that you kind of like probably know where I fall on this based on the uh, the wording of that question. But, you know, that all said, Usher is a very fun artist. He had like he's had so many hits over the years. He um, made one of the all time greatest middle school dance hits with. Yeah, that if we if we all remember, of course, I remember. <laughs> I was Anthony. in middle school and that came. Oh, my God. I was yes. in elementary school, so, I think. Despite, you know, continuing questions about like the NFL grappling with diversity, are you going to watch the halftime show? No, the halftime show sucks. It's never been <laughs> good. I'm going to be grabbing nachos from the, the food table. I will be I will not be watching the Super Bowl again because it sucks and it's boring and football's boring. I literally just go for the food. I, yeah, you can't not even the commercials are, are you know, used to watch it for the commercials. But now you just have memes before memes, children, in order to find a funny <laughs> 
30 second to 10 second clip you had to watch the super bowl every year and that just became what your joke was <laughs> for that full year they don't now we can get we the, used to make the jokes about clydesdales and now yeah, exactly we used to be like we used to be like what's up you know or like um God, we're, we're dating ourselves that. yeah we used to be like and that was in the now they have porn on the internet but you know when i was a kid you had to watch a carl's jr ad at the super bowl <laughs> to even like to get anything close to give me a little uh, bit of porn yeah, yeah. a little bit of porn never guys uh they hadn't invented porn with naked men yet at this time so they didn't they, have you know, it. True. um but okay that but didn't the, exist <laughs> until 2008 2008 ja- jamie 2000 is 2000 and late so i call yeah. it our, our, our social media manager jamie um is going to be the one who has to make like all the memes of like our conversation and she's gonna be like i have no idea what the fuck you're talking about because she's like only 24 <laughs> yeah i want to make sure that she'll she figure it out 24 and there's so much more she needs but to all... open a history book she'll figure it her. out in all serious no like whatever it's it's the halftime show it's always just like who cares acts it's like somebody from like 50 years ago or it's like somebody like just mega ultra popular that no that i, I just don't like the black guy he's like cool i guess i'll whatever and you get like a Travis Scott doing like a whatever. Like, I just, I don't care. It's not, it's not interesting. It's like, what, like 15 minutes is short. It's not particularly long. Who did Listen, the, who did, did you watch who did the Shakira la- and JLo halftime show? That one is incredible. That changed everyone's lives, to be fair. <laughs> I, I have to so. say, like, I really did enjoy two years ago, um, the murderer's row of hip hop artists. That, that I, was, yeah, that was that cool one, too. Who did last year? Uh, uh, Rihanna. Last Rihanna. I've completely forgotten. You know it. which one changed last everybody's lives is JT and Janet Jackson. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, did you see Titty? We did yes. you see Titty? No, I, I actually titties. stepped outside. I was oh, like, I stepped outside it. during that. And then my Bang. dad comes running out of the house. He's like, there was a nip slip. I don't think he was. <laughs> that was actually the exact moment I became Beautiful. a lesbian. Which was really, that's yeah. how I knew I like girls. Same. Um, Same. Okay. Look. Like I said, the halftime show, it's dumb. Every 100 years, you'll get a Prince show. And then, like, a bunch of crap. Who cares? It's fine. Acts. If I don't know, football's dumb. Do they still give each other concussions? Like, yes. ever, yeah, did they ever? We really need to get to a like, point where we're doing flag football. Like they're talking about, like, oh, we need to have more inclusion in, in the NFL, so we're gonna have Usher do the halftime. Like, are, do they think we're stupid yeah, or something? Like, yes. how is that Usher... going yes, to Madeline, get it's more? That they think we're stupid. How is that gonna help um, make more inclusion in football? By having a per a, a man whose hits were like we said a hundred years ago, like come on and do yeah with with little John he's alive still right little John I think so yeah he's, he's big, alive he's, I mean, he's, he's screaming he's, yeah he's, into he's the, big John now he's he's um, screaming but, yeah into the ether somewhere I'm sure yeah um yeah they could have yeah, what was the what was the last thing Usher even put out or do they like know the audience is predominantly millennials he, now you know, so like Usher they like he, Usher he right? has he has new music out right now yeah, but he's I continued am to release new music to tell you what it's called or what it sounds like yeah and it probably sounds just like every other top 40 bullshit that's out right now he tends to be this sort of chameleon over time that like caters his music style and his songwriting style to a more basic version of whatever else is out there right now that people are do kids know know, who usher is like i feel like if a kid read that article they would be like, oh my God, is the is the Super Bowl like? Do they cut their budget? They're having the Usher do the uh, halftime show <laughs> the this usher? year. Like that's the usher. usher. Yeah. Oh my God, somebody give them money. I'm not sure what act. the kids know these days because I'm not a kid anymore, unfortunately. You know, um, speaking of like the homogenization of top forty radio, um, that kind of brings us to our last story, which is a reversal of that. 
uh, as we all know, Olivia Rodrigo dropped her new album, her sophomore album, Guts, in September. And it features music that just does not sound like anything on the radio. I mean, it sounds like something that would have been on the radio 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So she's really embraced like the alt rock sound. Um, she doesn't seem to care about like what trends are or anything. I really liked it, but I want to get I want to get my finger on the pulse of all y'all. Uh, what did you think of this album? I think I want to stop listening to songs about ex boyfriends. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at with it. Like every that's song every is so song, fucking yeah. good, but I get to this point where I'm like, okay, I am over listening to songs about getting a dude back, about ex boyfriend this about oh i just i just don't care i've moved on i kind of like on, the uh, you guys i'm not sad about it Aww. i got i, I kind of uh, like the double have... entendre she has there and get him back where it's like i want to get him back into my life but i want to get revenge yeah. at the same time and that's what i'm saying is she's she's taking the standpoint of like she's still pissed she's still not moved on she's still hurt and i think when i listen to music like there was a time this year i'm sure as all of you recall you know when i was just bleeding out uh songs about like breakup and songs about you know getting over somebody and emotions and i was super sad for a while there i'm now to this point where like i don't i'm not i'm not there i've i'm in a different setting i'm in the you know band camino i think i like you stage of music Mm -hmm. i'm in the uh actually um this artist I don't know if it's pronounced Wass or Wass. It's W-A-S-S. They did a cover of Kiss Me. And it is so beautiful. Like, you could cry to it beautiful. And, you know, it's stuff like that. Like, these very sentimental, like, you know, you want love in your life, kind of optimistic, moving upwards. I'm not, like, I love, blah, 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 blah. I love Olivia Rodrigo's music, but I'm just like, I don't want to listen to a whole album crying over an ex-boyfriend. I do like All American Bitch, though. That, to that, that is a great I say, uh, fuck it, it's fine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, I haven't listened to it, but I, <laughs> I, I, I do think there's something um, to what you're saying, Kaylin. It does seem like there's a lot of songs about exes now in pop music, like, Somebody, even country music. Even country, like somebody. All my exes live in Texas. Well, that's a yeah. The the new <laughs> song on the radio. All my exes live in Texas. <laughs> um, but really, like I don't know. Somewhere, like somebody just said, like, oh, love songs are for simps. So you have to have like these exes and breakup songs. And I don't know. Maybe that's the Taylor Swiftification of music. But it's just. <laughs> it really just seems like that is a lot of a lot of stuff right now. Is about like oh god, this boy and or girl. And or NB ruined my life. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's my every day. But like, why is every pop song about that? That's kind of interesting. I I think like, I I agree to an extent. I think like uh, ex, like ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, just breakup songs are kind of evergreen because of like how universal the emotions involved with that are. It may be easy to do and it may be a cop out in certain circumstances, but like lead single Vampire could have just been another driver's license, the song that got her on the map. But just like halfway through, it just like completely shifts and becomes a, a rock opera. I do really like that. That's the only song I've heard from the album and I really like it. So I will probably check out the rest mm-hmm. for sure. You got to listen to Bad Idea, right? That's just like a breeder's a song one. from like the early 90s. Oh, yeah. I love the oh, yeah. breeders. And speaking yeah, of I'm the a breeders, huge fan of this, I'm a huge fan of the sound of this album too. I've listened to it a couple times now, and it's uh, almost refreshing. It's kind of nice. Yeah. And speaking of the breeders, that's one of the opening acts that she is bringing on tour with her next year. And I saw that like 
just the wide variety of talent that she has supporting her on this tour. There's the Breeders who, you know, for all of you Gen Zers out there, um, were one of Kurt Cobain's favorite bands. Um, they, uh, they were kind of an offshoot of the Pixies, but I think like, in my humble opinion, kind of surpassed them in a lot of ways. Yeah. Do not tell Kim deal that you said that. <laughs> she will not be happy that she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean in like the sense that she moved on from that band when like, well, well it's kind of more like she was always kind of doing her own act. Like her joining the Pixies was just kind of like a second thing she also did. Because she did also just want to make original music with like her and her sister and, and all that's what she was doing. And then when she got the, the Pixies gig, you know, that took up a lot of her time. But I think that's would just be more accurately called like just two separate projects that, that Kim right. Deal was involved with. Yeah. And and the the second project just made Black Francis real big mad. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because their their like blockbuster album Last Splash outsold everything the Pixies ever did. Yeah. Yeah. Well it's also I Black Francis was mad because like the most popular Pixies song when they were together was Gigantic, which she wrote and sang on. And he was like, oh, I hate that my song isn't popular. Let's make this band dynamic terrible forever. <laughs> and that's what happened. And that's why they broke up. But in, in, in terms of being a supporting app for Olivia Rodrigo, what do you all make about like the breeders being there, about Chapel Roan? about Pink Pantherist, Remy Wolf, these are all the acts that she's bringing on. Like, what, what do we think about all this? About, like, maybe her taste, about maybe what this says for, like, live music, about popular music? Well, I'm not, I'm honestly not very familiar with the uh, openers that she's selected, but I've always taken the perspective that when you go to see a headliner, you're also going to see, you know, their opener and another band that maybe you don't know and you haven't experienced yet. And being able to see a band live for the very first time you ever hear their sound gives you an opportunity to get this very raw opinion made of that band. You see how they operate, you see how they perform, you see how they sing and sound and and look, and you get this full picture of who they are as a band, seeing them live for the very first time without any knowledge of who they are. So I think that's a great opportunity for people that don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. I, I always try to see the opener. I've found some really great bands just by getting there early. I was really upset the other day that I didn't get to see Charlotte Sands. Oh, yeah, Charlotte, uh, we heard that you opened for the band Camino the other day. Come back on the show. We miss you. Love you, miss you. <laughs> What about Madeline, Eric? What what is your take on this? I don't know who any of those bands you mentioned are at all. So I know the Breeders a little, uh, um, but I mean, yeah, like we just Eric's talked face about. is glitching so bad right now. Is like actually glitching, or am I just making faces? You're making faces, and it's glitching, so it's like all at the same time. Um, for those of you uh, who don't know, like Remy Wolf <laughs> and Pink Panthers and Chapel Roan, these are all um the uh the stage names of solo female artists who are like coming up they're like i think gen z tail end of millennials chapel roan i'm actually doing a um print interview for atwood magazine uh about so i don't know when that drops but it will drop soon and stay tuned y'all stay tuned she's great she just dropped her debut album it's it's incredible but yeah all of them are very interesting artists who are trying a lot of new stuff in the pop realm i i've heard of pink uh, Pantheris. I, I haven't heard her stuff, but I, I have heard that name before. And obviously I'm uh, familiar um, with the, the breeders as I am a, a queer woman in my 30s. <laughs> so um, 
I um, what what it sounds like to me is that we're finally finally out of the eighties. Every single day, it seems like we're we're gonna get out of the eighties, and it's twenty more years of the eighties. Now, now, now we're back in the nineties. That's what I'm saying. Like that's we're not now, a good thing. I like nineties music. I'm actually fine with that. Right. Me um, too. <laughs> but also, I see nothing wrong with the eighties. So, but it'll come back. Don't no, worry. No, if you if you believe that music is cyclical, that art is kind of cyclical, that trends repeat and and come and go, then I think this is a good. Uh, a good sign that that 90s music is going to be the the next i feel like it already has been for a while but like now the mainstream's kind of so i think now it's if you're a, a budding musician like i am uh, invest in 2000s music get ahead of it get ahead of the curve yeah. yes and start it, start making your um, start, start making your postal service again. uh Pop punk uh, postal service hybrid band. You will make a trillion dollars. <laughs> Some friends, friends of a friend actually Easy. just saw postal service in New York. I oh, was so they did, did, did a death cab in postal the service. Cab, yeah, mm-hmm. a Ben was, Gibbard tour. Yeah, the Ben Gibbard show. That's yeah. that's exactly what they. That's what they went and saw. I didn't get to hear about it because I don't know them. Did directly, you see? But... Um, uh, Anthony and I went to the same school. Did you see them when they when they? Yeah, uh, I actually did security for their show. Oh, that is so I cool. walked Ben Wild. Gibbard to his tour van. We won some contest. Nice. Cool guy. We like got the De- most. Death Cab came to my restaurant once. It was cool. <laughs> nice. And they played at your restaurant. <laughs> no, they ate they, pizza. They they played around with the forks and knives. That's Aww. what they did. They played. They were they, they played, were eating uh, pizza. Street and Fighter. And Gibbard was like, I am thinking it's a sign. Uh, <laughs> that was no that because I because we, we went to Anthony and I went to UC Santa Barbara and we got like the most people to vote or something like that and so because of that like Death Cab did like a private show for our college so I was like right there we this, got some good artists there we got and that was like right after um uh, Narrow Stairs came out so that yeah. was like the best they would ever be um so that was an amazing show I really like that yeah we also got Interpol to come I remember mm. that show mm. wow. I remember you telling me about that yeah we got we got um Ellie Golding right before she blew up oh, Okay damn. Go uh we got, Neon we Trees got, new, new Politics we got Drake before he blew yes, up yes we yeah. got Drake in, ni- in 2009 and mm-hmm. uh you guys Chromio, are so privileged Chromio opened for him that was so dope yeah oh man good times yeah but yes that that rounds up september we're moving into october there's a lot coming up so tell me y'all what is happening in october that you're really excited for like halloween right (laughs) i love halloween yeah Halloween. Uh, my mom's birthday is the 29th. So excited for that. Um, Congratulations. I have like three shows that I'm going to, and I can't remember any of them at the moment. So that's, my, I guess I'm excited to go to shows. I'm going to a show in November. That's not quite October. I'm going to be seeing No Name in November. <sighs> I'm excited about that. You told, nice. Yeah, you told me about her album, and it is so if good. You, if you aren't on the No Name train audience, I don't know what to tell you. Get on it. Uh, I guess my birthday is October 15th. Anthony's birthday is October 13th. Yeah, Happy so birthday to your host. The the only thing that I want for my birthday is for y'all to sign up for our Patreon. Is your two front teeth? Yeah. Also, <laughs> that's, that's that. also what I want for my birthday is for you to sign up for Anthony and Kaylin and Eric's podcast, which is Tunes and Tumblr. That's great. Please do. What am, I, what am I excited for in October? There's a few things. First of all, I found out about this show that's happening at the Empire Polo Grounds, so where Coachella happens, called Power Trip. And I, I feel like it's just old Cella part two. Several years ago, if you don't remember, like um, Paul McCartney, the Rolling Stones, the Who... Um, uh, Roger Waters, they all put on like a three-day music festival where it was just like them playing. And everyone called it Old Cella. 
And this one, it's the same thing. It's uh, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica, and Tool. And I'm just like... Jesus (laughs) Christ. Yes, That's a lot of of geriatric people in one place. It's more of a a metal old-timer kind of show. More of a hard rocking edge to it. Are they going to have the volume turned down more than normal? Because uh, no. no, they're oh, going to no. turn it up because we all have hearing aids now. All right. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned the name. It's called Power Trip. Yeah, That's... you mentioned the name. That, oh, I did. Yeah, that checks for those acts. For sure. <laughs> Besides that, uh, Blink One Eighty Two is finally releasing their new album on the twentieth. Um, it's called One More Time. Uh, I don't know if I would say I'm excited for it. I feel like all three leading singles have been pretty mid. That's my opinion. But aren't you, know, you like the biggest Blink One Eighty Two in the world? Opinion, man. It is my opinion, and the thing is, they used to be my favorite band, so I'm always interested in seeing what they put out next. And honestly, my hot take here is that I really liked the Matt Skiba era, like when Tom left the band in like the mid to late 2010s. And I just, I like those better than the one that they put out with Tom in 2011. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded. I will listen to all 17, 17 tracks of this album Jesus. and, you know, check back in. No Blink-182 album should have 17 songs. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It's still, as long as it's still like 30 minutes, I will be fine. But mm, it won't fair. be a new a real pop punk album. Yeah. Every song under two minutes. If it was like Dude Ranch, 17 songs, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Finally, I hope this year that we get new Halloween music. Like last year, Muse put out oh. um, You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween, which I felt like was the only <laughs> still new song. Video. It's so, like, it is so campy. It's that got like the, the horror podcast. organ on it. Like, I like it when Muse just kind of leads in, leans into the fact that they are a ridiculous campy band. They're so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry to all the Muse fans, scary. but they're like the worst band. Yeah, I think when, when Muse realizes that they're terrible and just like leans into yeah. that they make like really fun music yeah once they're like oh we're actually the worst version of radiohead possible then yeah they make fun, <laughs> they make fun songs yeah, yeah i agree so you make me feel like it's halloween was like the last real halloween song that i feel like came out instead of like all this stuff that has like halloween adjacent lyrics that are on every playlist plus the monster mash so yeah bands artists give us some new halloween music i want some new stuff for my playlist i'll, I'll, some I'll, new write, spoopy a, yeah. shit. I'll write a halloween song for you yes Anthony. I'll write you're a still halloween supposed song. to write me a birthday song oh yeah I've, i actually started working on that the other day I so appreciate that. Got that my birthday was in august so this is <laughs> belated it's almost your birthday yeah so i'm gonna make sure i get it before my birthday at least it's been been a weird few months uh team i'll write you a halloween song i appreciate we appreciate Uh, that up in the comments what my halloween song should be about and give me some lyric suggestions i'll do it so uh (laughs) i've been trying to see more shows for artists that like i personally want to see haven't seen that are in la and it's kind of like when i saw the band camino i'd been waiting for them for their tour to make it to la it's like you check their tour dates and they're their locations they're going to and you see like oh new zealand oh like all these places in london and i'm like well i'm not gonna see them ever and then finally these bands started coming to la during the you know scheduling fall performances in la and i'm now like i've got this whole list of artists that i'm excited to see during the fall tour pass through of la so uh tuvalu is going to be at the bellwether on the 9th of october and then the next day is Mr. Wives. And supposedly, according to our interview with them during the podcast, we're supposed to be getting backstage passes so that we can Ooh. hang with them. But you, you got to remind me Lucky. to just reach out to their management. Oh, I will, Anthony. Okay, I good. will. 
I expect my ticket in the mail too. <laughs> Can we get five tickets to this show? No, six. <laughs> Pizza wants to come too. Okay. Uh, and then Janelle Monet is going to be at the YouTube oh, theater oh on the 18th. And like, Hell yeah. again, it's like, so. these are just artists that I like would really want to see live. Like I've already seen Tuvalu at uh, Bottle Rock. She performed and I actually cried during a couple of her songs because they're so raw and so real and so um, applicable to the experience as a woman that I've gone through in my life with body image, with relationships and, uh, you know, seeing an artist in a little bit more of a, an intimate setting. I mean, the bellwether isn't going to be intimate by any means, but more so than bottle rock festival was, uh, I, I just, I want to be there and I want to dance my ass off and see her titties again. Uh, (laughs) that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. I think that, you know, we have a lot like maybe October is going to be like a a good way to like move into the latter part of the year. I feel like 2023 has kind of been a wash mostly, but, you know, we have one and a half more seasons. Let's freaking do it. I think we can. See si puede. I just saw that boy genius for playing nope. Halloween. It's like no way I'll be able to afford that ticket, but that'd be so cool. Eric, I, I said it. I'm not taking We're it not back. Doing that. I said you it. should because that's not appropriate. <laughs> what? I've totally missed that. What happened? I said si se puede. Nope. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me on our monthly roundtable episode. Before we close up the bar, is there anything like Madeline that you want to plug personally? Is there any lingering thoughts that y'all have about the month we just finished or about the month that we're going into? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm here to to plug my uh, my my new single "Try," which is on Bandcamp at uh, Madeline May. Uh, it's kind of my first really professional release. I've had demos um, with um, Inkblot, my old band, which I am, uh, I don't really show people for uh, <laughs> various reasons. Um, so I am trying to start from scratch as a solo artist, and I'm really happy with how this one came out. It's kind of a, a trip hop uh, electronic thing, which is for me very different because most of the stuff I write is like uh, indie alt rock um, kind of stuff. So please uh, check that out if you like it. Give a dollar to, to buy the song and show your your friends. I'm really uh, also it was produced by my uh, friend Trevor McMahon. So a shout out to him as well because he did an amazing job. Uh, uh, putting the the record together. Hell yeah, yeah. And we got an advanced copy like before it got released, and it's a lot of fun. So I've been working on it for like a year. Yeah, on and off. <laughs> so Listeners, it's been a long time. Go check it out. Thank you all once again, and thank you for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much. And if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link to our Patreon, which we have been plugging. Check that out because we've got a lot of fun perks on there if you'd like to support the pod. So please, please, please check it out. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Fransblau. All our digital content is managed by Jamie Khan. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time. Cheers. 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 Oh, you didn't time that right. Cheers. 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 It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 